WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. Welcome aboard at 6 o'clock for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox in for Alan Spector. Our top stories this morning, President Trump leaves Vietnam and Michael Cohen's testimony goes on and on. Details in one minute. And we'll get into our take and yours on the summit and the Cohen hearings in this hour of Good Morning Orlando. The highly anticipated nuclear summit matching President Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is over without a new agreement on slowing the North's nuclear weapons program. The summit in Hanoi ended hours after, ahead of schedule actually, today, no signing of the deal between Trump and Kim. Trump told the reporters, sometimes you have to walk. According to Mr. Trump, Kim wanted the U.S. to end all economic sanctions on the isolated communist state before committing specifically to denuclearizing. I think the president did the right thing. We'll hear from him in just a moment, uh, Melissa. Mm-hmm. The president said it was a deal breaker. He explained what stopped them from getting into it. Basically, uh, they wanted the sanctions lifted in their entirety, and we couldn't do that. They were willing to denuke a large portion of the areas that we wanted, but we couldn't give up all of the sanctions for that. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Republican Congressman Matt Gates of Florida is now being investigated by the Florida Bar over his tweet on Tuesday that appeared to threaten Michael Cohen. Brian Shook has the details. A spokesperson for the Florida Bar confirmed they've opened an investigation. Gates tweeted a message to Cohen that alleged he had affairs and suggested his wife might be unfaithful while he's in prison. It also ended by indicating the world was about to learn more about Cohen. Gates later deleted the tweet and apologized for it. Some complained the tweet could be viewed as witness tampering and intimidation. Rent in Orlando is rising faster than any other big American city. A new Zillow study shows the average price of a one-bedroom apartment within the city limits is now almost $1,100 a month. That's a 3% jump over the last year. New research from the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety says on average U.S. drivers spend nearly an hour a day behind the wheel not if they're driving on I-4, and they travel 31 and a half miles. That's 5% increase from 2014. That's an additional 20 minutes of driving each week, and with that additional time spent on the road, you risk being involved in an accident, and that increases as well. As the amount of time you spend behind the wheel increases, so does your risk of getting into a car crash. And so AAA just recommends that people remove distractions while they're behind the wheel, like these right here, and also don't drive while impaired or fatigued. AAA's Mark Jenkins from Tampa held up a cell phone in his hand, in case you were wondering, as a major distraction that needs to be put to the side while you're driving. The Auto Club said Americans drive almost 11,500 miles every year. That's the equivalent of making two round-trip drives from Orlando to San Francisco. Turning to sports after losing to one of the worst teams in the NBA, the Magic will now get to face the best. Defending champion Golden State Warriors are in town tonight for the game at the Amway Center. Tip-off at 7 o'clock. The Magic are coming off a 108-103 loss to the Knicks. They have lost 11 straight to the Warriors. Yeah, Warriors are almost unbeatable. It'll be a big, big night. This team, when they play well, the Magic, 
I think, can stay with anybody. And we hope they're able to compete with the Warriors tonight. Go Magic! <laughs> you know, if I was, if we were a sports station, I'd have something to say about all the uh, novelty of the Gordon, Golden State Warriors. And but. <clears throat> WFLA News Time is 6.06. Read about the California town that is now officially an island following flooding rains. That story and more online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa Fox in for Alan Spector. Still battling the bug. We wish him well. Yaffe's our executive producer doing double duty this morning. He'll be taking your phone calls. Two hot topics in one way or another. We will weave through all three hours of the show and input from the smartest audience in talk radio, and you're a part of that, will be welcome all along the way. Of course, the end of the summit. That happened at about 2 o'clock this morning. We realized there was no deal. I think the president has done the right thing. Of course, his enemies will be ripping him as he wings his way home. He's in the air, and Air Force One, as we speak, headed back to the USA. And then there, then there is the Democrats' Trump-trashing circus with, uh, you know, Michael Cohen, the star attraction, quote-unquote, uh, yesterday, and we will get into that. And I'm telling you, I've got some very strong opinions on it because I watched a lot of it, and I think perhaps you'll have something to say as well. So what do you say we get going? Because these are two huge stories that we need to analyze and talk about together here on the 50,000-watt front porch. So let us begin, and we will, with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes out right here on the Thursday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Central Florida headlines right now. A man is facing charges after three pipe bombs were allegedly found in his car in Volusia County. Ormond Beach police arrested Daytona Beach resident 47-year-old Damon Gauze Jr. yesterday afternoon after a traffic stop along US-1. The county bomb squad was called in. All three pipe bombs were safely detonated. We have no word yet on exactly why Gauze had the pipe bombs in his vehicle. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning. Our promise to you every day here on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. So hopes were high that some kind of an acceptable deal would be struck in the Hanoi summit between President Trump and North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. Um, as a matter of fact, they were going to have a celebratory luncheon. The menu was already printed. The table was set. Uh, it was going to be a joint news conference. None of that ever happened. And at about 2 o'clock this morning, 2 o'clock in the afternoon Hanoi time, President Trump stepped to the microphone, and, um, and, and I think he's done the right thing here, uh, as he and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who was close by his side, explained you know, there are times when no deal is better than a bad deal. And times, as the author of The Art of the Deal has said so many times, the best thing is to just walk away. And this was one of those times. Here's the president. We thought, and I thought, and Secretary Pompeo felt that it wasn't a good thing to be signing anything. And Trump focuses on the big problem 
Kim offering partial denuclearization in exchange for all of the U.S. and other nations' sanctions against North Korea being lifted. There is a gap. We have to have sanctions, and he wants to denuke, but he wants to just do areas that are less important than the areas that we want. And Trump did say this, that despite the lack of a deal in the summit, he got a promise from Kim not to resume testing rockets or nuclear warheads. And that's important. One of the things, importantly, that Chairman Kim promised me last night is regardless, he's not going to do testing of rockets and uh, nuclear, not going to do testing. Now, Trump also got a question from one of the network reporters for his take on Michael Cohen's testimony, which apparently he did watch some portion of, even though at that point he was prepping for the big day at the summit. Um, Cohen's testimony and hearing taking place the same time as the summit. I told you that is that is a disgrace. It's unpatriotic. It's un-American what the Democrats did. They purposely did this, the open testimony, to try and embarrass and distract the president. And I think they bear some responsibility, more on this in a moment, for the fact that a deal could not be struck. But here, Trump reacting to the question about the Cohen testimony. Having it during this very important summit is sort of incredible. And he lied a lot, but it was very interesting because he didn't lie about one thing. He said, no collusion with the Russian hoax. And I said, I wonder why he didn't just lie about that, too. All right, now we're going to get into the Cohen hearing in the second half hour here, so um, be ready on that, and we'll hear lots of cuts, highlights, lowlights, whatever you want to call on this on this Trump-trashing circus put on by the Democrats, and, and absolutely they had the opportunity to move that hearing with Cohen into next week, you know? It used to be that you supported a president, particularly when it was overseas, whether you were the opposition party or not, but, but no, that is not the way the Democrats are operating today. You know, and I do wonder if Kim might have thought that he could get the president to give away the store in this political climate and agree to anything to get a win because he would be, in Kim's mind, maybe distracted by and perhaps in Kim's eyes weakened by the Cohen hearings going on at the same time. The Democrats, as I said, could easily have delayed Cohen's open session testimony until next week purposely did not do it to embarrass the president. Maybe the Democrats bear some responsibility, do you think, for the failure of the summit to produce a deal? Having said that, I've got to tell you, Melissa, Yaffe, I think the president did the right thing. There were those who said, oh, he's going to give away the store. His advanced men over there are talking about, you know, we're going to lift the sanctions, and if we get a promise on full denuclearization, president held He's going to get ripped by his enemies in the Democrat Party and in the anti-Trump media without question. I thought he was very presidential. I think the way Reagan did in Reykjavik, Iceland, in the summit with Gorbachev. No, don't like the deal that's on the table, not doing it. A year later, they had a really good deal done. Well, there's no doubt he did the right thing. I mean, they were asking for way too much to lift all the sanctions to believe that was actually a possibility. And all they were going to do was dismantle one Mm. great big nuclear facility and say, well, hey, we're denuclearizing, now take the sanctions off. Not happening. Clamp still down on North Korea. Message sent to Kim Jong-un and his minions back in North Korea. 
I have a feeling the Democrats are not going to have much to say about that, though. They'll have to agree with it because they've been saying that from the beginning. So if they're mad with Trump walking away from this, they would really come off as hypocrites. Wouldn't be the first time, but I have a feeling they'll agree with Trump on this one. Yeah, I think the president did the right thing. I do not consider this to have been a failure. The channels of communication are still open. And, I, you know, and they weren't until Trump came along. No, I like it. Uh, I heard a lot of criticism about how he was kowtowing to... Uh, to Kim, and I don't think so. I think he was trying to get the deal done, and when it just presented itself, it's yeah. so horrible. Yeah. I mean, one little uh, nuclear base in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, sorry. Walking away. Best thing to do. Yep, I agree 100%. What do you think on this? Um, the news came down at about 2 a.m., so it's fresh. You should get up with us this morning on Good Morning Orlando. Your take on our take on the situation with the summit not producing a deal. Where are you on this? 407-916-5400. Do you understand where we're coming from? Do you agree with us or not? You can text us at 23680 with standard message and data rate supply. Local headlines for you right now. Accused cop killer Mark Keith Lawyer. Mark Mark Keith Lloyd, his lawyer, believes his client, are you ready? Had no choice but to shoot Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. Killed her. Lloyd was in court yesterday, putting on another circus there, creating a disturbance. And his lawyer said Clayton, who died in the shooting, may have violated department policy when she confronted Lloyd two years ago in that Walmart parking lot. Lloyd's lawyer says that left his client with a choice of kill or be killed. The prosecutor pointed out Lloyd did have a third option of surrendering peacefully. You know, and in the middle of this, another disturbance by Lloyd, who's always out of control in the courtroom, shouting, among other things, God is my only judge. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning right here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So are you going to be among those who are going to rip the president for failing to come back from the summit in Hanoi with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un with a deal? I'm not ripping him at all. I didn't want him giving away the store. I think Kim had an unrealistic expectation. Maybe he could catch the president, you know, distracted, weakened, compromised by, you know, by the efforts to destroy him here on the home front, and he would go for anything at all. And uh, Kim said, you got to take all the sanctions off and we'll do a little bit of denuking. And it didn't work for the president. And he wasn't about to do the deal just to say he came up with something. Right call and the channels of communications remain open. Let's go to Joe in Titusville. So what about it? Uh, The summit ends. No deal. Your reaction. I, I still think it was successful on a, on a number of levels that might not be as directly thought about. I think having the, the meeting in Vietnam was a very strong statement to the world that we've gotten over some past uh, issues with the country and how successful they've been. And it also showed uh, Kim where his country could go and that we could have a uh, long-term relationship. You know, you raise a good point, Joe. And both the summits, Singapore and in Hanoi, were held in bustling towns with vibrant economies that once upon a time had neither. You know, and he has to go home and think, good God, there's got to be a way to get there. But he is obviously not there yet. 
and, and I think leaving the uh, leaving the summit a little bit early was a a, a strong thing, uh, a strong statement to North Korea. So so I think it was a win all the way around for the president on this. I mean, not that I'm his biggest on his bandwagon, but. Uh, you know, it was successful and it was a good thing. Yeah, I like the idea that even though you don't necessarily buy in, uh, you're not really a regular on the Trump train here, that you can stand back and take it issue by issue. You know, that shows the maturity of, as I say, members of the smartest audience in talk radio. And I think you have it right there, Joe. Yaffe, what's coming in on that text line for folks who join us via 23680? Yeah, one person says Trump is a great negotiator, and sometimes getting up and walking away from the table is part of being a great negotiator. Another person says, I'm glad Trump did not accept a bad deal for America. However, I was disappointed again when he asked about the death when he was asked about the death of the American student, and he took Kim Jong's unword that Kim Jong un said he didn't know anything about it. Yeah, the guy who came yeah. back here, you know, brain warm dead. Beer. Died. Yeah. yeah, uh-huh. So um, another person says Dems are somewhat responsible for the summit failure. Um, well, that's the point. I, I was, with you I on was, that. Well, really, I was yeah. suggesting that the Democrats didn't help the president and they didn't want to help the president. And that's why they put the Cohen circus on at the same time. Yeah, he thinks you're just trying to make excuses for Trump. Yeah. But. No, I'm not. Here's hey. Alan. Good morning to you from Orlando. Uh, you've joined the gang here and good morning, Orlando. Summit, no good deal. Morning, what about it? I think it was I think our president, my president and our president did a very good job because we have to back up a little bit. Madam Albright became before Congress and that was President Clinton, the major Democrat, and told us, oh, if we give North Korea the ability to do nuclear, they'll do power for their people. You two pilots will tell you there still isn't a damn light on over North Korea, but yet they got nuclear missiles. I put that squarely on the Democratic Party, squarely on Bill Clinton. As for a success, I think our president did a fantastic job. He didn't cave. And look at all those families that got the remains of their bodies, of their loved ones, their, their sons that yep. fought, and their fathers. I think we ought, America ought to be proud that we got Americans back on American soil, if nothing else. I'm proud of our president, too, there. Alan. Thank you so, so much. Melissa, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. Folks are joining us from all over the area. Let's get them up to date on the news, shall sure we? Sure, Will. We'll look into the Michael Cohen testimony. Also, you just mentioned Otto Warmbier. We'll have a little more information on that. And a Florida doctor is okay after being shot at the VA hospital. All these stories and more at 6.30 News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. We're uh, talking all morning long about the two big stories, the um, end result of the uh, of the summit and those hearings on Capitol Hill yesterday. And uh, Melissa Fox in for Allen right now, updating us on that one, which we'll be talking about as this half hour continues. That's correct, bud. Michael Cohen says he's made a lot of mistakes and has owned up to them. At the end of a long House hearing yesterday, President Trump's former personal lawyer and fixer said his blind loyalty to Trump cost him deeply. Cohen slammed Trump on a variety of fronts and said some of the president's behavior is un-American. Speaking from a summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Vietnam, President Trump shared some of his thoughts on Cohen's testimony. I was impressed with the fact that he, uh, when you know, because the most important question up there was the one on collusion, and he said he saw no collusion. So we'll see what happens, but it was pretty shameful, I think. In the hearing, Cohen said he wouldn't use the word colluding, 
but he did say there's something odd about Trump's cozy relationship with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Cohen repeatedly apologized for his past actions, said he previously lied to lawmakers to protect the president. Maryland Democrat Elijah Cummings said Cohen's story is sad and was painful to hear. He also criticized Trump for calling Cohen a rat. Cummings said the U.S. is better than this. He chairs the House Oversight Committee, in case you're wondering. Yeah, he's a Democrat, mm-hmm. and uh, we will have sound cuts from him. We'll hear from Cohen and other key moments from the Cohen hearings right after the news. Now, Cohen worked for Trump for about 10 years. He's wrapping up his three days of testimony on Capitol Hill today. He meets behind closed doors with the House Intelligence Committee later on this morning. He is facing three years in prison after pleading guilty to lying to Congress, tax fraud, banking fraud, and campaign finance violations. The campaign finance charges, by the way, involve Cohen's hush money payments to two women before the 2016 presidential election. The women have alleged having affairs with Trump, accusations, of course, that the president has denied. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump speaking at that news conference in Hanoi after the abrupt end to his second summit with Kim Jong-un said he's going to take Kim's word for it when the North Korean leader said he didn't know anything about American prisoner Otto Warmbier's mistreatment at a prison in the isolated country. Trump says he doesn't believe North Korean leader and would have allowed Warmbier to be treated badly in his custody. (laughs) That's a hard one for me to swallow, but what do I know? President Trump said Kim told him he didn't know about it, and he felt badly about what happened to the man. A Florida doctor's okay after being shot by a patient in a wheelchair Wednesday night. FBI Assistant Special Agent Justin Fleck provided some details after the incident. The same doctor who sustained the neck injury was the same person who uh, subdued the subject. He's very brave. I'm not going to release his name at this time, but he's doing well, and he uh, did a heroic thing today. Officials say 59-year-old Larry Ray Bond, a amputee and a U.S. Army vet, opened fire at the West Palm Beach VA Medical Center while being taken into the emergency room. The doctor was shot while trying to restrain the man. He was taken to another local hospital, later released. Another hospital staff member also suffered minor injuries during the incident. And congratulations to the University of Florida's men's basketball team. They can celebrate something they haven't done in five years. They won last night at Vanderbilt. 71-55, the 16-point win was the biggest margin of victory in a road game for UF in 10 years. They've got five in a row now, and that's their longest win streak in two years. Good luck. They want to extend that Saturday night at home against Georgia. And we are the home of the Gators, and we are proud to broadcast their games right here on WFLA. WFLA News Time 637. I'm Melissa Fox, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. These stories and more can be found on our website at WFLA Orlando. Headlines now. Michael Cohen says he's owning up to his mistakes. At the end of that long House hearing yesterday, President Trump's former personal lawyer said his blind loyalty to Trump cost him deeply, painted an ugly picture of Trump on a variety of fronts. And we'll get into it here with you in just a moment as we bring you updates on our top stories at least every 10 minutes all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. I know a lot of you had other things to do, better things to do, than to spend seven hours in front of the tube watching the Michael Cohen hearings. Uh, But, you know, I didn't have anything better to do because this is kind of what I do. So I watched a lot of it here. I don't know whether you can call it highlights. Uh, You know, this was a real 
this was a real circus with a political agenda being driven by the anti-Trump Democrats, you know, to further um, compromise him, destroy him, set the stage for impeachment hearings. I absolutely have no doubt about it, having watched most of it yesterday. Here's a little montage we have for you of what went on. I know what Mr. Trump is. He is a racist. He is a con man. And he is a cheat. How on earth... Is this witness credible? With all the lies and deception, the self-serving fraud, it begs the question, what is the majority party doing here? I wouldn't use the word colluding. Um, was there something odd about the back and forth praise with President Putin? Yes. Mr. Cohen, you call Donald Trump a cheat in your opening testimony. Uh, what would you call yourself? A fool. You're a pathological liar. You don't know truth from 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 falsehood. Sir, I'm sorry. Now. Are you, you, know, are you referring to me or the president? Hey, this is my time. Well, it really got contentious, and I could have played a whole lot more for you right now, but time does not permit. If you watched any of the uh, hearings and you had a take on it, we'd like to hear from you right now at 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400, text line, standard message and data rate supply, text us at 23680. I had high hopes at the end, and I don't know why I should have, that Democrat Oversight Committee... Um, Chairman Elijah Cummings would really have some something really positive to say that would resonate with me. And he, he was off his notes. He didn't have any notes at all. And it looked like he was waxing uh, eloquent when he said this. You know, I've sat here and I've listened to all of this. And it's very painful. It's very painful. Uh, as I sat here and I listened to both sides, um, I just felt as if, and, and you know, people are using, now using my words that they took from me, that didn't give me any credit. We are better than this. We are so much, we really are. As a country, we are so much better than this. Well, I couldn't agree more, Representative Cummings. But he wasn't headed where I thought he was. He went on to thank Cohen, you know, and really build him up as a man who wants to turn his life around and had the courage to come and say what needed to be said about the president. You know, so enough with that. As for Cohen, he came back after his opening statement that I shared excerpts of because I had the written version of it yesterday morning. You know, the racist, con man, liar, cheat, all of this and more. Um, but Cohen had some closing comments he wanted to make. And in the middle of this, I'd already, you know, I'd already lost my lunch a couple of times. One more time when he tried to build himself up as some kind of a noble character. This man is going to prison for three years he lied repeatedly. He lied to Congress and was brought back to be their star witness and caught in some lies yesterday. More on that in a moment. But he tried to, he tried to make us feel good about him, this sleazy, thug-like character, Michael Cohen, that somehow he had done something noble by showing up, that he had a goal in mind 
that he wanted to share with us looking forward to the 2020 election. Listen to this nonsense. Given my experience working for Mr. Trump, I fear that if he loses the election in 2020, that there will never be a peaceful transition of power. And this is why I agreed to appear before you today. Really? What's it going to be, an armed insurrection? If the president runs and doesn't win in 2020? What is this guy trying to make us swallow? Anyway, um, Yaffe, I don't think, well, he's getting on the phones right now because he's screening. In the, but, uh, Melissa, I, I didn't think the Democrats got the big one they were coming from. Smoking gun, smoking guns. Um, uh, they didn't get from Cohen. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, he absolutely, Trump, colluded with the Russians. And here is documentation to prove it. He didn't have it. That's the big one that got away. You know, I sat there with popcorn and Red Hots eating and watching. You know how it is, right? Like it's a movie unfolding in front of me. And I thought there's got to be something new, something that we haven't heard. Nope, not at all. It was all the same old stuff. And then no conclusions, no collusions. Right. And also no way to corroborate some of what he was saying about Trump. And Trump said from Southeast Asia, you know, that he spent a lot of time lying. But the one thing he did say that was true was no collusion, or at least at least he says, sorry, gang, sorry, Democrats who want to destroy the president. I can't help you on the collusion issue because I don't have any any indication of it. Did you feel like any new information was was uh, come forthcoming from this? Mm, not anything of great significance. We'll get into it in a moment by taking calls and text messages. 407-916-5400. This is your chance. And um, 23680. Standard message and data rates apply there. A check of local headlines right now. Governor Ron DeSantis is revamping the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority, changing out four different members. And um, it's the end of the line for the agency's chairman, Frank Kruppenbacher, whose final term uh, elapsed in April last year, but he remained on the board because former Governor Rick Scott didn't name a replacement for him. And with that revamping of the seven-member airport board by the new Governor Ron DeSantis, only Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer, and um, now um, Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings, are um, veterans of the board. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning for you. And good morning, Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Yeah, for your thoughts on the Cohen hearings, I know you were talking about them on the, uh, on the PM Orlando show for the drive home five to six last night, and perhaps we'll be again this evening. You know, beyond making Trump look bad and giving red meat to the Democrats, I don't know what they really accomplished. You know, there's nothing really illegal being alleged that Trump did that can be proved. The only thing illegal that I heard is uh, the Roger Stone thing. Michael Cohen said that Trump knew about Roger Stone talking to WikiLeaks. Trump testified to Mueller, written down, but it's still under oath, that he didn't know that. So if they could somehow prove that Trump did know it, that would be lying under oath. Well, then there's the issue of campaign finance violations, perhaps with those checks, hush money payments. That that's a little murky, though. You know, they try to get John Edwards on the same thing a few years ago and it didn't work out. So I'm not sure if that's really going to work out for the Dems, if that's the route they're going. But we'll see. A lot of this still needs proof other than just Michael Cohen's well, testimony. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the check that Cohen showed up with was a payment to him from Trump. So it doesn't really prove anything about payouts. 
Yeah, it's just a personal it's check. It's just a personal check. So it's like, yeah. oh, I've got evidence. But yeah. it has the attention of somebody who's on the Trump train. One of the texters, I'm a Trump supporter, but if those payments and checks are real, he broke the law, it needs to be looked into. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be hearing more on that. Well, the Democrats are definitely going to scream that over and over again. I just don't know if it's really going to hurt Trump in the long run. I think this was all about jump-starting impeachment proceedings. I think that's what it was. Throwing up dirt on the president um, and, and look for a smoking gun that they didn't get yesterday with anything that would resemble what the Constitution would define as an impeachable offense, right. as in treason, <laughs> bribery, and other high crimes. Uh, and trying to do it, it while he's out of the country, too. Just shameful. Yeah. Um, Robert, good morning from DeBerry. Time's a little tight, but I wanted to get you on. Good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, bud. Um, you know, I just wanted to uh, talk about that for just a second. I also want to mention uh, that I know that in the 7 o'clock hour, you're going to talk about Trump leaving um, Korea. I just want to let you know what the media spin on that's going to be, is that he needs to rush home because of the damage that the testimony made yesterday, which is a lot of crock. The, move, the needle didn't move at all yesterday. Those who support Trump will still support him. Those who dislike him will still dislike him. Uh, less than a week from now, we're not even going to be talking about this any longer. All right, Robert, thank you. I appreciate it. I said yesterday just what you said. You know, people are on, you know, all pro-Trump, all anti-Trump. They're not going to be moved. The issue is in the middle. But I don't think there was anything compelling enough yesterday, given the reality that you're hearing all this terrible stuff about the president from a convicted liar who chose to work with him for more than a decade and is now throwing him under the bus all over the place and is going to prison, a convicted felon for repeatedly lying under oath, including lying already to Congress. Yeah, and I think people knew already that Trump wasn't the purest guy ever. So a lot of these personal anecdotes, you know, people don't know what to really make of it. They want something, proof that he did something illegal. Bob, you're in Longwood with a question. Pose it quickly, please. Yes, uh, thank you, bud. Yes, uh, Coleman only gets three years after all the counts that you know, are going against him. But there was a, a woman that uh, Trump pardoned having some uh, uh, drugs on her. She got almost life, and she served something like 22 years. How come this guy gets off for three years? Well, uh, and I thought your question was, will Trump pardon him? He said in his open statement, Cohen, yesterday, I will not ask for, nor would I accept a pardon from President Trump. That's all I can tell you should not be an issue <laughs> if this convicted liar is, is to be believed. Hmm. More on this coming up. News here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour, particularly for folks just joining us. What's up, Melissa? Well, we'll be talking about North Korea and Matt Gates and his lovely little Twitter ramp that got him in some trouble. It's seven o'clock. News is next on News Radio ninety three point one WFLA. WFLA Fine Hills Orlando, WMGF HD three Mount Dora Orlando, and W two two six BT Orlando. News Radio ninety three point one WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you on a bright, good-looking Thursday morning here at 7 o'clock as we update you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox in for Alan Spector. Our top stories this morning, no deal with North Korea, and the grilling of Michael Cohen wraps up today. Details in one minute. Two big stories we'll be talking about with you in this half hour of Good Morning Orlando. Uh, it is 7.03 and News Radio 93.1.
The White House says no agreement was reached at the second summit between President Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The statement after the meeting in Hanoi ended said the talks were very good and constructive. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says a deal was close but just couldn't happen. Unfortunately, we didn't get all the way. We didn't get to something that that ultimately made sense for the United States of America. I think Chairman Kim uh, was hopeful that we would. We asked him to do more. He, he, He was unprepared to do that. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders explained that the two leaders discussed various ways to advance denuclearization and economic-driven concepts. President Trump is now back here in the United States. Well, he's not. He's winging his way. He hopped on the plane, I think, somewhere around 2 or 3 this morning. Got a long ride home. Okay. Well, he's on Air Force One on his way home about halfway there. How's that? The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump's former personal attorney and fixer, Michael Cohen, has been on the hot seat all day with the House Oversight Committee yesterday. And now Republican Congressman Greg Stubbe was one of those who was grilling Cohen. He went straight to the issue of credibility when it came to hush money payments over Trump's reported affair with the adult film actress. Uh, did you also tell Chris Como that you made these payments without telling Mr. Trump because you wanted to protect Mr. Trump? And I was protecting Mr. Trump. And you told him that you made these payments without telling him? When I said that, if that's what I said to Chris Cuomo, yes, that was my, that was my line. Cohen has been disbarred and will be going to prison for those payments as well as for lying to and Congress. Cuomo is one of those anti-Trump CNN anchors. <sighs> Republican Congressman Matt Gates of Florida is now being investigated by the Florida Bar over his tweet on Tuesday that appeared to threaten President Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen. A spokesperson for the Florida Bar confirmed, yes, they've opened an investigation. During Cohen's public hearing in front of Congress yesterday, Democratic Representative-at-Large Stacey Plaskett of the Virgin Islands also called for Gates to be held accountable. There should be a referral to the Ethics Committee of witness intimidation or tampering under USC 1512 of my colleague Matt Gates, and it may be possibly him being referred for a criminal prosecution. Gates tweeted a message to Cohen that alleged he had affairs and suggested his wife might not be faithful while he's in prison. It also indicated uh, the world was about to learn more about Cohen. Gates later deleted the tweet and apologized for it. Not enough. No, not in the minds of many, but something that needed to be done. Two bills introduced in tandem in the Florida legislature will legalize recreational marijuana. If they pass, Florida would become the 11th state to legalize marijuana for use beyond medical needs. One of the bills focuses on uh, legalizing cannabis for people to use who are over the age of 21. The other piece of proposed legislation addresses how the state would tax marijuana sales and what fees businesses would be required to pay for selling it. Two people in Alabama facing charges now over a fight about crab legs. Two diners at the Meteor Buffet in Huntsville were waiting for a tray of crab legs to come out and their tempers boiled over. Witnesses say John Chapman and Chiquita Jenkins shattered plates and even took to tongs in the middle of the meal melee. This is unbelievable. How do these people react when something really bad happens in their lives? A little more serious than we can't get crab legs right now. Although I am seeing quite a tong sword fight in my visual. That's nasty, man. I'll tell you, scary people out there. Both are facing misdemeanor charges over the fight. WFLA Newstime 707, one from the Weird News file. A woman has paid $1,500 to get her ugly cat plastic surgery. That story is on our website at (laughs) WFLA Orlando. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe. 
Yeah, Alan's under the weather, and Melissa has shifted over from taking your phone calls to bringing us the news. Yaffe is holding down the fort, doing everything in the control room. You're a big cat lover. What about what about giving a cat plastic surgery because the cat's too ugly? You got a beautiful looking cat, Spiro. I know, but I mean, you would never do that. What about that? I think I think it's cruel, honestly. I feel bad for the cat. Right. Well, first of all, the lady's calling her cat ugly. I mean, what kind of a relationship is that with your owner? Well, being cats what they are, they probably don't give a rip. But, <laughs> they, right. Just but the idea me. they don't get a vote on getting plastic surgery. Yeah, it's uh, weird. It is cruel. I agree with you on that, Mike, on a very serious note. Um, coming up here, we're going to squeeze a couple of hot topics into this half hour because of the way this hour is laid out. So no deal in the summit. You're going to hear some sound cuts from the president on that, who I think did exactly the right thing. And uh, the big circus with Michael Cohen yesterday um, put on by the Democrats on the House Oversight Committee. We'll get into that as well. And, of course, your input is always welcome here on the 50,000-watt front porch. We better get moving right now. First things first, an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now on our top story of the morning and breaking news while most of you slept. The uh, nuclear summit between President Trump and North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un abruptly came to an end with no deal signed to get the uh, North Koreans to give up their nukes. We'll get into exactly how all of that happened in just a moment as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic every 10 minutes for you all morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. To the president's great credit, he did not bite for Kim Jong un's demands that if he's going to get rid of all of his nuclear weapons programs, we're going to have to first lift all of the sanctions. The president, no, he's, he's a businessman. He knows that no deal can be better than a bad deal in some circumstances. Sometimes you have to be willing to walk away. Here, right after the abrupt end of the summit, the president. We thought, and I thought, and Secretary Pompeo felt that it wasn't a good thing to be signing anything. And uh, here is Trump on the big sticking point that could not be resolved. Kim offering partial denuclearization, you know, of one big nuclear facility, basically, and that's it, in exchange for all the economic sanctions being lifted. There is a gap. We have to have sanctions, and he wants to denuke, but he wants to just do areas that are less important than the areas that we want. The president did reaffirm this promise he got from Kim at this second summit that he will not be, even though this didn't all pan out with a deal, be resuming testing rockets and nuclear warheads. One of the things, importantly, that Chairman Kim promised me last night is regardless, he's not going to do testing of rockets and uh, nuclear, not going to do testing. All right, so I think the president did absolutely the right thing. I would not call this a failure. The channels of communication remain open. And Kim had said to reporters, listen, if I were not open to denuclearization, I would not have come here. So they have a good personal relationship, and you can't sell that short. You know, liken this to Reagan Gorbachev at Reykjavik, Iceland, okay? And, and their second meeting together, and it all fell apart with no deal later on. 
uh, the Soviets came back to the table and they got a deal. So, you know, I remain optimistic. I think the president did what he had to do. And for those who thought he was willing to get any kind of a win here, winning at all costs, that he would give away the store, what do they have to say this morning? Uh, he dug in and said, sorry, sometimes no deal is better than a bad deal. And he is right. There was also a question in the uh, post-summit news conference for the president on Michael Cohen's testimony, about which we'll talk more in a moment, uh, and the hearing taking place at the same time as the summit. I have a huge problem for that with that because the Democrats absolutely did that on purpose um, uh, because of their, their, their loathing of the president. And the president, in a very classy way, um, was on the same page with me on this. Having it during this very important summit is sort of incredible. And he lied a lot, but it was very interesting because he didn't lie about one thing. He said, no collusion with the Russian hoax. And I said, I wonder why he didn't just lie about that, too. Yeah, more on that. That was the big smoking gun that they were hoping to get out of Michael Cohen, uh, the, the Democrats, and they didn't get it. We'll talk about this in just a moment. Yaffe, I know that you will be talking about the uh, summit without a deal on the drive home this afternoon for folks on PM Orlando from 5 until 6. What are your thoughts on what happened in the wee hours of the morning, our time? Well, I really think Trump had no choice but to walk away. There was no way he could take that kind of deal with all the sanctions. It's amazing that Kim even proposed that. It's just ludicrous, really, by Kim. So we'll see what else happens. As, as far as I know, this is not the end of things. Like you said, there are more negotiations to be had. There could be future summits. So um, who knows? It's not the end of the world. Point I made, uh, Melissa, as you check the text line at 23680, uh, on the first hour here, you know, I think, I think the Democrats purposely scheduled the Cohen hearings uh, to try and embarrass, compromise, weaken, distract the president. You know what? And I think Kim thought he might be able to get Trump to do a deal no matter what just because of what was going on on the home front. And a texter is responding in kind. Yes, as I am convinced that Kim Jong-un believed that Trump was desperate for any deal because of all the trouble the Democrats were giving him at home. And so you're definitely echoing your sentiments. I think, you know, he did a, tried to do a bait and ship. A shift, he switch that word there. That's the what word. is that? A bait and switch? Bait and switch, yeah. Because Kim said, "I'm, I'll do it. I'm interested. We're going to do this. We'll do that. Say sure." And then, nah. Well, uh, I want to do. I only take one, but I want all the sanctions lifted. No, yeah. not happening. No, no. Right call by the president. Uh, more on this in hour number three to the Cohen hearings in a moment. Headlines right now. It's been a long time since the gun control measure passed the House of Representatives, but now that it is controlled by the Democrats, uh, that streak has come to an end. Uh, the Democrats approved by a vote of uh, 240 to 190 a federal expansion to gun background checks. Um, and whether it'll be taken up by the Senate now, though, is still up for grabs. Updates at least every 10 minutes and no top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Michael Cohen, Trump's thuggish one-time lawyer and best buddy, turned on the boss for whom he worked and was paid handsomely for more than a decade yesterday to do the Democrats' bidding before the Democrat-controlled House Oversight Committee in um, the one open session he will do. Uh, he's doing a couple behind closed doors. He's already did one yesterday, the day before now, 
uh, before the Senate Intel Committee. He goes before the House Intel Committee uh, behind closed doors today. The Democrats are clearly looking for a smoking gun from Michael Cohen when he sits there and, and, and makes his statements and, and takes questions for seven hours yesterday. They don't get it, you know. Uh, if they thought he was going to be the one who would say, oh, yeah, you want me to document collusion with the Russians by the president that he has emphatically denied from day one? Uh, sorry, I'm not your guy. I don't have it. Uh, he even was caught in some other lies. Even CNN called him for one lie yesterday. I mean, he's a convicted liar. He lied to Congress. They bring him back as a star witness. You know, it was scraping the bottom of the barrel. But they will do anything to destroy this president. They intentionally, I believe, I am sure, put the open session with Michael Cohen right smack in the middle, time-wise, of the North Korean summit, okay? Um, and they were looking for something really big to grease the skids for impeachment hearings on the president. Here is a little bit of a montage of what went on. He is a racist, he is a con man, and he is a cheat. Questions have been raised about whether I know of direct evidence that Mr. Trump or his campaign colluded with Russia. I do not. And I want to be clear. Mr. Cohen committed four, four distinct federal crimes over a period of several years. He was motivated to do so by personal greed and repeatedly, repeatedly used his power and influence for deceptive ends. But the Democrats don't care. They don't care. They just want to use you, Mr. Cohen. You're their patsy today. They got to find somebody, somewhere, to say something so they can try to remove the president from office. That's exactly what the end game is with this hearing in this Trump trashing circus yesterday. And anyone among the anti Trump media or among the Democrats on that committee or elsewhere who suggests that, that somehow the president was mortally wounded by testimony from, from convicted liar and felon Michael Cohen. I don't think they are in touch with reality. Yaffe? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it just it was a Trump bashing session, like you said. I don't really know what else they got out of it other than that. There was nothing really illegal that was proven, and a lot of it we already knew. Yeah, there's some issues about whether or not campaigns finance laws were violated by you know those checks, and he showed one of the yeah. checks here from Trump for, you know, that, that Cohen says was all about hush payments on Stormy Daniels, et cetera, et cetera. And that was already an issue that we, you know, we already yeah. kind of knew about yeah, that. Some of the stuff was embarrassing for the president to have yeah. that, you know, that laundry aired out. The president says a lot of lies were told, but the great truth that was told as he responded from the site of the uh, of the summit uh, was that hey, Cohen said, yeah, yeah, I, I can't help you on collusion. <laughs> Which isn't that it. why no, we it. started all of this? That was the big deal. Kind of like, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> I mean, wasn't that the, it's like, why are we here then? I thought that's what this was all about to begin with. Yeah, there you go. More on this as we move all the way um, through our third and final hour. We'll get back into this topic big time with um, uh, when there is even more airtime for your calls and your text messages. We appreciate you joining us here. And one of the reasons you do here on the 50,000-watt front porch is on the way to work or wherever you happen to be to get up to date on what's going on in the news. In for Alan Spector, who's still got the bug, Melissa Fox has the latest. We're going to be talking about the new think tank that's been put together to uh, keep Florida safe. And also one of the uh, musicians who passed away this past um, year, his wife, is out petitioning for opioid help for other people. All that and more. 7.30 on News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
We're just having our own little time in here. Don't you worry. Welcome no. back. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the great chairs we have here on the 50,000-watt so front porch. A good thing. Otherwise, we'd have saddle sores as long as we have to sit for kidding. the show. Great to have you with us. Good Thursday morning, everybody. Breaking news overnight on the major story from overseas. And if you're just joining us, Melissa's going to get you up to date. Sure am. President Trump's summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is over without reaching a deal to end North Korea's nuclear weapons program. The summit ended two hours early with no word on why there was a luncheon planned. All of that put the kibosh on it. The president's now on Air Force One and heading back to Washington. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. In the aftermath of Parkland, Pulse, and a myriad number of similar tragedies, business leaders are creating what they call the Institute for a Safer Florida. Chamber of Commerce President Mark Wilson says they'll be doing a deep dive on preventing violence in schools and in the workplace. However, guns will not be on their agenda. There's a lot of arguments on both sides. Some people want to ban guns. Some people want to arm everyone with guns. That's not our argument. That's someone else's argument, and we're not going to get into that argument. We're going to get into best practices. We're going to get into mental health. That's the conversation we think we can make a difference on. Wilson says they'll concentrate on safer schools, safer workplaces, mental health, and public safety, and leave the gun debate to anyone else. Adult star, uh, film star, Stormy Daniels says she's proud of Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen, for finally telling the truth. Daniels' spokesperson provided a statement saying she can hear the pain and regret Cohen feels for betraying his family and country. Miss Daniels says she, too, has felt the same pain when Cohen and President Donald Trump called her a liar for coming forward about hush money payments. Speaking before the House Oversight Committee yesterday, Cohen presented a reimbursement check signed by Trump for supposed hush money payments Cohen made to Daniels. Oh, what a couple of quality people, Cohen and Stormy. (laughs) Give me a break. The widow of musician Chris Cornell is calling for a more comprehensive approach to how the nation deals with the opioid addiction problem. Vicki Cornell spoke on uh, the Washington Hill on Monday about the death of her husband before the Congressional Heroin and Opioid Task Force. Now, the Soundgarden frontman took his own life back in 2017. His wife blames his doctor for prescribing pain medication to a recovering addict. Medication she suspects triggered a relapse, and her uh, she told lawmakers his death could have been prevented, but his doctor didn't have the proper training about addiction. She's now calling for something to be done about the overprescription of addictive pain medication. Ms. Cornell also argued for less stigma for ad- addiction, more education perhaps among healthcare professionals as well. Still a huge problem. Uh, in Florida, we've taken some steps now, you know, and a lot of folks are aware of this. You can only get, you know, these opioids for a limited number of days. Three days if you're short-term, seven days if you have a long-term situation, Mm -hmm. which will help. I think it is helping. Elsewhere, the gates are open at 10 o'clock this morning. It's Florida's Strawberry Festival in Plant City. We've got several big-name acts performing, including Alabama, Brothers Osborne, and Cole in the gang. Plus, there's going to be a battle of the bands involving nine local acts. Spokesperson Jennifer Morgan says this is how it works. They will play um, three bands on each day, the first Thursday, the second, or the, the Tuesday, and then the second Thursday. Um, and there will be ballot voting that will go on in the public showcase tent. This year's new items on the food menu. We're talking about a strawberry quesadilla. Quesadilla. I love saying it like that. Quesadilla. What? What? The Fujitas? No, Frigidas, uh, okay. quesadillas. So she's, she's messing with me. Yeah, I am. All right, what and, else? And what also else? something called a honeycomb. Uh, so there you'll have that. Well. 
A Star is Born is returning to the theaters. If you didn't see this version of it, it's going to have 20, uh, rather 12 new footage uh, minutes and a brand new song as well. So if you haven't seen it or you have, the extended version is going to be out there in 1,000 and 150 theaters throughout the country. Only one week, starting on Friday, an unreleased song will be in it called Clover, an acoustic version of the hit Shallow, and a longer version of that song uh, titled Is That All Right? Shallow, by the way, just won Best Oscar Original Song on Sunday night. Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, also performed it live during the show, and then she denounced any rumors that they are actually seeing each other as a couple. Yeah, kind of a steamy uh, rendition. Ooh, they was. say it was all acting. All acting. You know, they keep on going back to the well on this movie, Yaffe. They've made this movie four times now. Four. This goes back, I saw the original version uh, the other day from 1937. Then there was Judy Garland, and then there was one with... And Streisand um, and Christopherson. That's my, that was mine. Back I in the 70s. Love that one. That's and I have not seen a single one. Not missing not a thing. One. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> one's going on the up, the other one's going on the down. That's pretty much how that is working. There's a lavish home in an underground bunker on the market. $18 million, that's all it costs. It's a post-apocalyptical pad in Las Vegas. 2,300 square feet with a faux outdoor area, faux and fake palm trees. the whole thing trees, underground? All underground, even has a pool. Now, the listing describes the underground as a designed to survive the cataclysmic events in comfort. So. Like a big loss on the strip? Yeah, <laughs> right. But, oh, you're talking about nukes or something or yeah, meteorites or whatever? Post-apocalyptical. Okay. Cataclysmic. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll take my chances. I need a view. <laughs> <laughs> WFLA News Time 738. I'm Melissa Fox. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. These stories and more on our website at WFLAOrlando.com. The second hour, Good Morning Orlando, continues right now. Yeah, if you were about to play the sound judgment game, I did not check the prize closet. Do we still have the same two fabulous prizes we've been giving away all week that mm, everybody's right. been hot for? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you want to go see Blues Traveler at the House of Blues? You want an advanced screening of the new Captain Marvel movie before all your friends get to see it? Our dual prizes on sound judgment. Company rules. You're eligible to play and win right now unless you've played and won within the last 30 days. We play the honor system there. I know you'll abide by it to give others a chance. Um, bang, the lines are filling up. I can only offer you the toll-free still open at 866-916-5400. Two fantastic prizes, one sound judgment game. We're going to see if we can find a winner Right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, and I'll do that for you here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. Check of uh, Central Florida headlines right now. For those of you just joining us, a man is facing charges after three pipe bombs were allegedly found in his car in Volusia County. Ormond Beach police arrested Daytona Beach resident 47 year old Damon Gauze Jr. yesterday afternoon after a traffic stop on US 1. The county bomb squad was called in, and all three pipe bombs were safely detonated. We do not yet know why Gauze had the pipe bombs in the car. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our Tom stories. You know the drill. We do it all morning right here on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Great to have you with us on a beautiful Thursday morning uh, for the ride to work or wherever you happen to be. We will get back into the two major stories we're talking about all morning long in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, the abrupt end of the summit and the Cohen hearing. So stay tuned on that. And, of course, your input will be welcome. 
Right now, we have a crowded 50,000-watt front porch. All the lines are jammed. We are ready to play for a couple of great prizes. Sound judgment coming up. And what are we playing for, Melissa? Wow, we've got a pair of passes to go see the latest Captain Marvel movie, a sneak preview in IMAX. That'll be next Tuesday and a pair of tickets for next Saturday night's performance of the House of Blues of the Blues Traveler. Wow, this is fantastic. Ah, it's yeah. big time. Free entertainment on us if you are our winner. If you're trying to get in, pounding the steering wheel in frustration because all you get is the busy signal, you might win in a later round. Happens a lot. Wait for an open line and grab it. When we have a wrong answer, you get an open line and call 407-916-5400. If it happens to be the toll-free, that, that would be 866-916-5400. Today's Sound Judgment Game spotlights the Republican congressman I thought was the shining star during yesterday's Michael Cohen hearings before the House Oversight Committee. He talked a lot, and I thought he was fantastic want you to listen to a little sound of his fiery opening statement and then use your sound judgment to tell me this man's first and last name and the state he represents. Mr. Chairman, here we go. Here we go. Your first big hearing, your first announced witness, Michael Cohen. I want everyone in this room to think about this. The first announced witness for the 116th Congress is a guy who is going to prison in two months for lying to Congress. First and last name and the state he represents of that Republican congressman. You know this. Line one, who are we talking about and where is he from? Michael Jordan, Illinois. No and no. (laughs) Open line, though. Opportunity knocks. Grab it. 407-916-5400. If you're going down in flames, you might as well have a little fun doing it, right? That was a good answer. All right. Line two, you're up. Go ahead, line two. Who was that? First and last name, what state? Good morning, bud. Was it uh, Kirk Gowdy from Washington? No, it was not. 407-916-5400. Come on. I bill you as the smartest, most politically astute audience in talk radio. If you watched any of this, you couldn't miss this guy yesterday. He was dynamite. He always is. Line three, who was that talking? Al Franken, Minnesota. Uh, no, no. I wonder what happened Killing to Al Franken, me. but that's not what happened to Al Franken. Open line, 407-916-5400. Line four, who is that? Line four. No? Okay, done. Toll free, you got a shot at both prizes. Go ahead. Who was that? What state? John Kennedy, Louisiana. I uh, and uh, uh, that's the other John Kennedy. No, 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 it's not him. <laughs> it's Kennedy. not him. I don't know, Yaffe. Would it help to play it again or not? Or are we a little late to do that? What uh, do you think? Can I you, like all can the you, wrong answers. Can you string that up? <laughs> Listen to this guy. Let me give you a hint. He is the ranking Republican member, the top Republican on the Democrat-controlled oversight committee. He spoke more than any Republican yesterday, and here he is, Mr. Chairman. Here we go. Here we go. Your first big hearing, your first announced witness, Michael Cohen. I want everyone in this room to think about this. The first announced witness for the 116th Congress is a guy who is going to prison in two months for lying to Congress. He was just dynamite. First and last name and what state? Line one, take a shot. Hello? Hey, yeah, go ahead. Darren Levine. No. Line two. Go ahead. I didn't think this was this tough. Go ahead, line two. You're up. Line two. Jim Jordan, Ohio. 
Jim Jordan, Ohio. Bingo. We have a winner. <laughs> All right. Well, how about you, man? What happened to the rest of the gang out there? They're completely out to lunch this morning, but not you. You've won both prizes. What do you think? That sounds great. Did you watch the well, hearings? Thank you. Yes, I did. Wasn't, wasn't Jordan just terrific? Yes. Yeah, he was very strong. What's your first name? Gary. Gary, G-A-R-Y, calling in from? St. Cloud. Fantastic. Welcome in from Osceola County. Always room for you on the 50,000-watt front porch. I'm going to put you off air with who's going to handle this with a prize. It's going to be you, Melissa, going to be Yaffe, going to be Yaffe, you and Yaffe off air so we get you those two great prizes. Okay, Gary? Thank you very much. Thank you for saving my neck here. I had, like, no more time for this game. Rush is over there tapping his watch, looking at me and saying, wrap it up, bud man. <laughs> Don't go away, Gary, and congratulations to you. The Rush Morning Update coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. I can't remember what, how long it's been since we've gone that long on sound judgment to find a winner. You know. Kudos to the callers who had no clue but decided to come up with something funny. <laughs> you know, Michael Jordan from Illinois. <laughs> I mean, that was close. The last name was the same. So. Well, well there, that's true. We did have that. Yeah, it's yeah. It and it's fun. in the same general region of the, of the country. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, not, not too I bad. Know, I don't know what else was uh, was out there. Well, listen, I'll tell you what. I, um, you know... <laughs> I've often said I don't think anybody can outwork me in this business, but I'm working with a couple of people here today who really kind of put me to shame because not only are they with us here this morning, they will be on WFLA with their own shows hours from now. And um, Yaffe, let's talk about for the ride home your new PM Orlando show. Yeah, we had a busy show yesterday, a really busy show, because it was right after the Cohen testimony. So we talked a lot about that. Uh, the Kim Trump summit was about to go on, so we were prepping for that. There was stuff going on locally that we didn't even have time to get to. We did have a live report on what Mark Keith Lloyd said in court yesterday, which was kind of crazy. Well, he does go nuts in court. Yeah. We had a headline on that where he said, among other things, that God is my only judge, you know, the, yeah, the cop was, killer. He said he was framed. Very, very weird stuff. So we cover a lot in one hour, and we'll do the same tonight at 5 p.m. And then at 9 o'clock tonight, tune in on WFLA 93.1 FM, AM 540, the iHeartRadio app, and you will hear the dulcet tones of... <laughs> Melissa Fox. Yep, it's Relationship Radio with a twist. We call it Connection Show. And tonight we are delving into the human trafficking problem. You know that Central Florida is number three in the nation for human trafficking. We have the Lightboat uh, Project in, and they're going to tell us how they help uh, return these women back into society. Yeah. Prime time. Try the radio. Try Melissa's show on a Thursday night. Connections, 9 to 10, right here on, um, on WFLA. I don't know how you guys do it. Aren't you tired? Yes. You will be tomorrow. <laughs> you're not shown already. <laughs> <laughs> She's handling the news for Alan Spector, who still has the bug, and we wish him well. Get, get, get ready. Get better, <laughs> Get better. Buddy. Take the weekend. Yeah, there you go. I think he's going to. <laughs> I know. Yeah. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station.
Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning at 8 o'clock. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch and our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming your way here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox in for Alan Spector. Our top stories this morning, breaking news out of Winter Park. Murder suspect has been arrested. And the biggest conservative gathering of the year is now going on in D.C. More on that in one minute. The Trump crashing Cohen hearing and the abrupt end of the summit. We're talking about them both in this half hour of Good Morning Orlando. Orange County Sheriff's deputies have made an arrest in the death of a woman whose body was found last night in her home in Winter Park Pines neighborhood. Detectives say 18-year-old Michael King has been taken into custody and confessed that he stabbed his mother to death. The victim is identified as 65-year-old Nancy Ann Noon. Investigators have not released a motive. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump is heading back to the United States without reaching a deal with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The second summit between the two leaders in Vietnam ended hours earlier than expected, with Trump and Kim skipping a working lunch and then a scheduled agreement signing ceremony. Speaking to reporters after leaving the two-day summit, the president explained North Korea wanted all sanctions to be lifted in exchange for a good amount of denuclearization, but Trump said he couldn't agree to those terms. Nevertheless, Trump did call the talks productive, something Secretary of State Mike Pompeo also stated. Pompeo said the real progress was made in the meetings and that the two sides are now closer to a deal than ever before. As of now, though, no plans for a third summit. Yeah, the whole thing fell apart in the middle of the night our time, and we will have a live report on this in about 15 minutes, Melissa. Michael Cohen is accusing President Trump of using social media to intimidate him. During the House hearing yesterday, Cohen said Trump wasn't joking when he famously said he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. Cohen noted that he lied to lawmakers previously to protect the president. Trump's longtime personal attorney and fixer also said people who work for Trump have one primary job, protect Mr. Trump. Cohen apologized for his past behavior and said he's seeking redemption. I watched most of this seven-hour circus yesterday, and uh, we'll get into it again for those of you just joining us right after the news. Cohen is going to prison after pleading guilty to lying to Congress, bank fraud, tax fraud, and campaign finance violations. The biggest conservative gathering of the year is underway in Washington. The American Conservative Union's CPAC 2019 opened yesterday. President Trump is the headliner again this year. He will speak on Saturday to what organizers believe will be the biggest conservative political action committee gathering ever. Trump is on his way back, as I said, from Hanoi, where he spent two days in the nuclear summit with leader Kim Jong-un. Other speakers at this CPAC will include Republican Senators Lindsey Graham, Wyoming's John Barrasso and Joni Ernst of Iowa. It will run through Sunday. State lawmakers are considering local rent controls that would help combat the affordable housing crisis. Two Orlando Democrats filed companion bills in the Florida House and Senate this week. The proposed legislation would repeal the state's preemption on rent control, which means cities and counties could limit how much is charged for rent and how much rate increase will be if that bill passes. As I said earlier this morning, rent for a one-bedroom apartment is over $1,500 in Orlando. You know, Vito is uh, about the priciest among the suburbs I was reading yesterday. Yes, it is. Former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke says he's made a decision about his political future. He's been talking over months uh, about the possible ability of running for Democratic presidential candidate in 2020. A statement yesterday says, not going to run for the Senate, 
that leaves that possibility open that he'll run for president. Well, I made a decision on his political future. I don't believe he has one, but uh, I don't think he's reached that conclusion well, yet. But I digress. What else is going on? Not much. WFLA News Time is 8.07. Making a murderer subject, Stephen Avery has won his appeal. We have that story on our website at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Greetings from us all here on the 50,000 watt front porch. If you're just joining us, we're going to get into the two top stories we've been threading through the entire show since we came on the air at 6 o'clock, beginning with the, um, with the Democrat run Trump trashing circus. That was the Michael Cohen hearing yesterday. Stay tuned on that if you watch some of it and have a take on what it all amounts to, and what its impact, if any, might be moving forward politically. 407-916-5400. Hit the text line at 23680, knowing that standard message and data rates apply there. That's next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in only two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining our top story for this segment of Good Morning Orlando, uh, the president's former lawyer and fixer Michael Cohen now heading for prison to prison for three years for lying, lying to Congress. Um, spent seven hours testifying uh, openly in the um, House Oversight Committee yesterday, run now by the Democrats. And we will give you some of the highlights here in a moment. And, of course, we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic every 10 minutes all morning. You can count on that here on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Yesterday morning, when we were anticipating Cohen's testimony, I told you that I thought it was going to wind up this way that those who are pro-Trump would not be moved in their feelings for the president, nor would those who are vehemently anti-Trump by what Cohen had to say. And if the needle was going to get moved politically, it would be in the center with people who are not ideologically locked in and the independents, you know, whose votes are always up for grabs and wind up deciding almost every national election. I don't think we had a needle mover here yesterday, particularly for anybody. The Democrats didn't get the smoking gun they thought they were going to get on Trump from Michael Cohen. Let's listen to a montage of some of what went down. I know what Mr. Trump is. He is a racist. He is a con man. And he is a cheat. How on earth is this witness credible? With all the lies and deception, the self-serving fraud, it begs the question, what is the majority party doing here? I wouldn't use the word colluding. Um, was there something odd about the back and forth praise with President Putin? Yes. Mr. Cohen, you called Donald Trump a cheat in your opening testimony. Uh, what would you call yourself? You're a pathological liar. You don't know truth from 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 falsehood. Sir, I'm sorry. Are you 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 referring to me or the president? Hey, this is my time. All right. It got nasty. It got contentious. I just don't think you have a game changer here. Sorry, Democrats. Um, What kind of a man is Michael Cohen? Interesting perspectives from Fox News' Chris Wallace during one of the breaks in testimony yesterday. Uh, He dealt with trying to uh, work with Michael Cohen uh, to book 
Trump during the campaign and uh, listen to what he has to say about Michael Cohen. You're going to see a man today, at least from reading his statement, who's contrite, who's beaten. But I dealt with Michael Cohen as the general counsel of the Trump organization during his 12 years in that role. He was one of the meanest, most vengeful men I've ever dealt with in my half century in politics. He frankly was a thug. I remember in uh, the fall of 2015, tried to get an interview with Donald Trump uh, as a presidential candidate. And it wasn't just that he said no is that he went out of his way to try to humiliate me in the process, saying, look, I could book him on a show every week from now till 2016, till the election day, and you still wouldn't get an interview. So he, when he was in power in the Trump world, he wielded that like a weapon, uh, very effectively, very vengefully. This is quite a, uh, a fall from that position. But remember, that's who he was at that time. Yeah, and the Democrats yesterday were trying to cast him as a man, you know, who's kind of heroic. I mean, he went down the wrong path, got into the Trump orbit, etc., but now he wants to change his life and be a force for good. It, it, it made me sick. And the thing I told you about that I know was not a coincidence is the most unpatriotic thing a congressional committee has ever done, in my opinion. They could have scheduled the Cohen thing anytime, next week, whatever. It would keep. They placed the only open testimony session with Cohen. He's doing three this week, but two behind closed doors, right on the same day as the summit was unfolding, trying to negotiate with North Korea an end to their nuclear weapons capabilities. This was all about trying to embarrass the president, trying to humiliate the president on the world stage, maybe weaken him in front of Kim. And he may have done that. Kim may have thought, you know, when he when he uh, when the when the whole thing didn't work out because he was making unreasonable demands of Trump that he wouldn't buy into. Maybe he felt like he had a weakened president who was desperate for a win and he could get anything he wanted out of him. Yaffe, I, I I'm sorry. I don't even for the folks in the middle that I discussed yesterday whose votes could be up for grabs and this could be a political game changer. I don't think it was yesterday what went down in the Cohen hearing. Yeah, and I think the main reason is because there was no smoking gun. I mean, the Democrats were desperately searching for it, but you're right. There wasn't it wasn't there. Let's bring on a caller. Is it Edric from uh, Orlando? Edward from Orlando. I'm going to make two quick comments and blend one into the other for you. I thought Michael Cohen came off like a real bozo. He could be a fall guy in an old Bowery Boys movie. And I thought uh, the, um, the Trump and the Kim negotiations fell apart because I think Trump came in there with a weakness he did not have the last time. And that could have been all fostered by what went on yesterday and his loss last year on the, uh, to the Democrats. Interesting, Edward. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Got to stay on the clock, gang, right now. Maybe we can get some more calls and text messages in later uh, on the Cohen hearings. But we do have a live report from one of our top flight News Radio 93.1 national correspondents on the abrupt end to the Trump-Kim summit in Hanoi, Vietnam. And that is scheduled moments from now. For those of you just joining us, updating local headlines, new Governor Ron DeSantis is remaking the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority, um, removing four members, appointing four new ones here. So now moving forward, the only um, members 
of the seven-member airport board with experience would be Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer and um, Jerry Demings now, who joined the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority uh, by virtue of having been elected Orange County Mayor last year. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning for you, and good morning, Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. We thought, and I thought, and Secretary Pompeo felt that it wasn't a good thing to be signing anything. And so, as the president announced in the middle of the night, our time, middle of the afternoon, Hanoi, Vietnam time, no deal struck at the second summit meeting with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. What exactly happened what were the sticking points, and what now moving forward? Let's bring in News Radio 93.1 National Correspondent Bill Zimfer on the big story, as always. Good morning, Bill. What can you tell us? Well, Bud, good morning. Uh, it caught everybody by surprise. Uh, there were the negotiations underway in Vietnam, several hours of bilateral negotiations that were to be followed by a working lunch, then a ceremony signing uh, where they, the, the two leaders would sign the agreement, and then a news conference by President Trump. Well, as it got close to lunchtime, there was news that uh, the bilateral negotiating session would be extended a bit. They had everything set up for the working lunch, and the lunch didn't happen. At that point, well, we found out that President Trump has de- had decided not to continue the negotiations with Kim Jong-un, and the president did hold a short news conference, then got on Air Force One and came home. So what happened? Yeah. Well, you really have to uh, think, Bud, if the, uh, the prospect of a, an agreement here was realistic to begin with, because they got to the point where they talked about those two big issues once again, denuclearization and sanction relief, and there proved to be a chasm that was just too wide to hurdle at that point. Here's uh, specifically what we understand happened. North Korea agreed to dismantle their main nuclear power facility, the Yongbyon nuclear power facility in North Korea, uh, but they wanted the United States to remove all sanctions first before anything was done. The president, Mike Pompeo, said we really can't go there, uh, and North Korea stood firm on their demand. They didn't even get to the point of North Korea getting rid of its existing warheads or missile stockpiles. Uh, So at that point, they figured it was not worth any further negotiations, and they say it ended amicably with a handshake. The two sides are still friends, and uh, President Trump says he has a great relationship with Kim Jong-un, but the president on his way home aboard Air Force One as we speak. He did um, reinforce the fact that he got a commitment in Hanoi, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, Kim is not, with the failure of this summit uh, to reach a deal, going to go back to testing rockets and warheads, right? Yeah, he said during their uh, dinner last night, as a matter of fact, uh, he said that uh, Kim Jong-un re-verified that he will not be testing missiles or will not be conducting nuclear tests, uh, but uh, is certainly not willing to give up his uh, weapon stockpiles that he already has. So there's no reason to believe that North Korea is going to go back to their missile testing and firing missiles into the Sea of Japan as they did at one point. However, it's also unrealistic to think that North Korea will not continue to work on their weapons program. Um, Before I let you go, any talk of a third summit, did they lay any groundwork for that or not? 
No, no groundwork for it, but the president really left that door wide open. He said, yeah, we could have future talks. It could happen very soon. could happen quite a while from now. But he left that door wide open for future discussions between the two countries, and uh, and we'll see what happens from here. But certainly not uh, just not storming and stomping out of these meetings. It were They reached a point where both uh, countries agreed that they couldn't get a deal done. So, as the president said, no deal is better than a bad deal. Probably the best move the president could have made. And sometimes you have to walk away. Right. And that's exactly what happened. News Radio 93.1 National Correspondent Bill Zimfer, thanks for getting our 8 o'clock hour viewers and listeners, forgive me, up to date. We always appreciate it when you're on the show. You got it, bud. Thanks. All right. Good deal. I think the president did exactly what he needed to do here. I think... I think Kim might have thought he had the president at a weak moment. He's so embattled on the home front. He had the Democrats and the Cohen hearings. They put it right in the middle of the summit that maybe he would have a president desperate for a win who would give away the store to get one, and the president wouldn't do it, and I salute him for that. He did exactly the right thing, but the relationship, he says, is still strong between the two of them. It's important they keep on communicating. I mean, this is a reprehensible human being you know, running running the most tyrannical regime on the planet. But you have to be able to talk with your enemies to get a deal with your enemies. And the president, the master of the art of the deal, understands that. So no fire and fury? Not yet? We're still good? I don't good? think we're going back. Okay. I don't think so. Doesn't no, no, sound like checking. that. No. Yep. All right. Hey, Melissa, um, in for Alan Spector, who's still battling the bug, and we wish him well. You're going to get our folks uh, who are just joining us up to date on the news at the bottom of the hour. What's coming? Well, we've got a freshman member of Congress calling racism, and Matt Gates will be called to the carpet as well. All that and more coming up. It's 8.30 on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Um, remember, it is Thursday, so at 8.40, you can count on my heart doctor, Ken Kronhaus from Lake Cardiology, with breaking health and medical news on the house call. Um, he's going to be talking about um, heavy pot smoking and the dangers it poses that some may not be aware of. That is coming up. Um, but right now, Melissa, with a news update. That's correct. Republican Congressman Matt Gates of Florida being investigated now by the Florida Bar over his tweet on Tuesday that appeared to threaten Michael Cohen. Brian Shook has more details. A spokesperson for the Florida Bar confirmed they've opened an investigation. Gates tweeted a message to Cohen that alleged he had affairs and suggested his wife might be unfaithful while he's in prison. It also ended by indicating the world was about to learn more about Cohen. Gates later deleted the tweet and apologized for it. Some complained the tweet could be viewed as witness tampering and intimidation. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A freshman member of Congress says a Republican colleague used a black woman as a prop in a hearing, and that's a racist act. Democrat Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan called out North Carolina Republican Congressman Mark Meadows during a House Oversight Committee hearing yesterday that was uh, about President Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen, calling Trump a racist. That led Meadow to bring out Lynn Patton, a black woman who works in the Trump administration, and Tlaib took issue. Mr. Chairman, just because someone has a person of color, a black person working for them, does not mean they aren't racist. And it is insensitive that some would even say it's the fact that someone would actually use a prop, a black woman, in this chamber, in this committee. 
Meadows was infuriated and called for Tlaib's comments to be stricken from the record. Given a chance to clarify, Tlaib repeated her comments, adding that she was calling the act in general racist, not Meadows. Yeah, she did back down somewhat. My hair caught fire watching that. I'm glad you brought it up. Well, thank you, bud. A Florida doctor is okay. He was shot by a patient in a wheelchair last night. FBI Assistant Special Agent Justin Fleck provided us with some details on how the shooting started. The individual came in today to the hospital to receive some treatment and uh, became disruptive and was brought to the emergency room at about 6.21 p.m. He pulled out a small handgun and opened fire in the emergency room, striking uh, at least two people. Officials say 59-year-old Larry Ray Bond, a a double amputee and a U.S. Army vet, uh, when the doctor tried to restrain him, Bond shot him. The doctor was taken to another local hospital, later released. Another hospital staff member also suffered minor injuries during the incident. American women are having heart attacks at a younger age. It's a new report from the American Heart Association. I think we should talk to Dr. Ken about that, too. He says the rate of heart attack patients ages 35 to 54 has jumped in recent years, mostly for women. The study adds women are getting inferior care compared to men because they don't fit the profile of a patient in cardiac distress. Researchers at Yale University found that women were more rather less likely to be recommended uh, blood thinners or cholesterol medication to prevent a future heart attack because the differences in symptoms between men and women. In other news, opening day today for the Florida Strawberry Festival in Plant City, and there's plenty of sweet music in the air. Addition, uh, they've got big-name bands playing, but in addition to that, at the Wish Farm sound, soundstage, they also have a battle of the bands going on. Uh, we have nine bands that have been selected and will play throughout the 11-day event, and then we'll battle it out on the Wish Farm soundstage on March 9th. This year's name acts include Cool in the Gang, Alabama, Willie Nelson and Family, and the Oak Ridge Boys. The festival will run through March 10th. And the star, of course, is the berries. Yeah. Nothing like a Plant City strawberry. All about the strawberries. Some Russian hospital staffers are wrong if they think they've seen it all. This is after a few days ago. A 34-year-old man named Vladimir stunned them all. He walked out of the Kazan hospital, had a smoke break, even though there was a knife wedged in his back. The video shows a drunken man wearing nothing but shorts walking back to the treatment room when the nurses said, hey, you might die. The man was reportedly injured in a drunken fight. The knife so deep in his back, only the handle was visible. And then they coaxed him back into the ward. They operated on him, and he's home in stable condition. No worries. Well, good to hear that. (laughs) WFLA News Time 837. I'm Melissa Fox. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. These stories and more are on our website, WFLAOrlando.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando continues. Where do the world's healthiest seniors live? Turns out it's on the island off Japan that was a major player in World War II, Okinawa. Mm. And the key may be what they eat on Okinawa. The Okinawan diet. Dr. Ken Kronhaus will talk about it in a moment. Breaking health and medical news on the weekly house call. Don't miss it. It is coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. Headlining our two big stories we've been discussing all morning, and we'll be taking calls on this before the show ends at 9 o'clock, so get ready. Michael Cohen goes before another uh, congressional committee today behind closed doors with the Uh, House Intel Committee, Um, and of course we've been talking about his open testimony before the Oversight Committee yesterday, and uh, as we've been reporting, um, there's no deal in the Trump-Kim Jong-un summit 
And uh, we've been talking about it, and uh, I've had a lot to say, the rest of the team as well, but we haven't heard from you yet, so be ready to call 407-916-5400 or text us at 23680. We'd like to get some more input before we go off the air today from the smartest audience in talk radio, and you're part of that. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning, and good morning, Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhouse. My doctor, my heart doctor for years, my good friend. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch, Ken Kronhouse. Great to be with you, bud. You know, sometimes, you know, when you try to tell me that I need to eat this and that to keep my heart healthy, I'm not real excited about eating your this or that. But in this case, you're talking about the benefits of something I really like. What about this with blueberries? The journals of Gerontology Series A this week. High blood pressure affects about one in three adults in the United States, but high blood pressure puts a strain on the cardiovascular system, which in the long run may contribute to heart failure, stroke, and kidney failure. The news this week is that blueberries and the phytochemicals that give blueberries their color called anthocyanins create the beneficial effects that this fruit has on the cardiovascular system, lowering blood pressure and reducing the risk of developing cardiovascular disease by up to 20% if consumed daily. So eat blueberries. It's like taking a blood pressure lowering drug. How about that? And I recall you told me when I first developed some heart problems that you've dealt with so wonderfully well over the years, Doc, that a really great breakfast was blueberries and oatmeal. You still buy that? Absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Now, uh, as far as fast food is concerned, you know, we all like that. Sometimes we eat it for convenience. Sometimes we just love it. Um, something's happening at food, fast food outlets that's contributing to the obesity epidemic. What is it? Exactly. Journal of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics this week. An article published this week in that journal may help explain why Americans are getting obese. Their belief is that it is larger fast food portions. In recent times, where the number of fast food restaurants has expanded, along with the average size of waistlines throughout America. One reason for the expansion is that fast food restaurants offer more things now than ever. Since 1986, the number of desserts and sides a customer can buy has increased by a whopping 226%. Portion sizes and sodium content overall have increased over time and remain high is amazing. Today, roughly 37% of adults eat fast food on a given day. That includes 45% of people between ages 20 and 39. And there's this competition going on to see how high you can stack the beef patties and the bacon and the cheese and a burger. And it's a killer if you keep eating that stuff on a regular basis, research shows. Now, what about food preservatives. We understand that that can have an effect on all of us. Medical journal circulation this week, inorganic phosphates are added to foods like cereals, packaged snacks, and sodas to help preserve color, freshness, taste, and texture. But eating foods high in inorganic phosphates can make us less active, eat more food, and decrease our ability to burn fat. To avoid inorganic phosphates, look for the letters P-H-O-S on the food label. Inorganic phosphate additives can actually reduce fitness and make you age. Other food additives you want to watch for include nitrites, 
inorganic sulfites, and sodium. Check the label. You know, there are a lot of folks out there who says we need to legalize marijuana for recreational use. Hey, it's better than alcohol. You know, it doesn't have any health problems associated with it. Not so fast. Listen to the latest research from Doc. Exactly. This is a publication that marijuana can be an effective medical treatment for nausea and different kinds of pain, especially when the alternative is an opioid or when the disease is severe or terminal. But when it comes to recreational use, the problem becomes one of how much you are smoking and for how long. Studies have shown, Bud, that regular users can develop cognitive and behavioral problems and an increased risk of anxiety and depression. And here's the study I want to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. This is a recent study out of NYU. Chronic pot smokers, these are defined as more than 20 days per month, had almost a one out of three chance of developing cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Easy for you to say. Wow, I'm glad I'm not saying it. What is this and what does it do to you? It's an awful condition associated with varying degrees of pain and uncontrolled nausea and vomiting, which can last for several hours. The weed-induced vomiting does not respond to routine anti-nausea drugs, but only to several hours of hot showers or capsaicin cream and small amounts of marijuana suppress nausea and pain in the brain and nerves. However, too much of it over time may overstimulate and turn off the very receptors that were suppressing nausea and pain in the first place. Hot showers seem to be able to stimulate these same receptors and turn them back on. Most interesting and important. You know, all most folks know about Okinawa is we fought a very bloody battle against the Japanese toward the end of World War II. But the folks who live there, the older folks on the island of Okinawa, are the world's healthiest seniors. What's their secret, Doc? Exactly. Okinawans have low rates of heart disease, stroke, cancer, and diabetes. Their fountain of youth bud is believed to be linked to their diet. The traditional diet consists of vegetables, soy products, and seafood. Among the favorite foods of Okinawans are sweet potatoes, green and leafy vegetables, yellow root vegetables, tofu, bitter melon, and modest amounts of seafood, lean meat, fruit, and ice. And excuse me, and tea. Their lifestyle plan also includes includes the occasional glass of locally brewed brandy and plenty of physical activity. Look it up. It's the Okinawan diet. Supposed to be very healthy. Before you go, Doc, an interesting piece of research here on how you can lower the chance of your kids developing mental disorders that too many kids have these days. And uh, it's pretty simple, really. What's the key? Exactly. Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences this week. Living near a park, forest, or other green space may protect your children's mental health later in life. Children who grew up in these natural surroundings have up to a 55% lower risk of developing a mental disorder as an adult. The protective effect grows stronger with more years spent living near nature. Green space appears to lower the risk of personality disorders, bipolar and mood disorders, and schizophrenia. How about that power-packed lineup of breaking health and medical news? I learned so much along, I hope, with all of our listeners here who love you on the house call. Dr. Ken Kronhaus joining us here every Thursday morning on Good Morning Orlando at 840. We can't wait for next week already, Doc. Have a great day at Lake Cardiology. Be well, bud. You want the best in heart care, you book an appointment at Lake Cardiology. 
home of my heart, Dr. Ken Kronhaus, and ask about his groundbreaking BudScan 2.0 heart scan, as he named in my honor. It saved my life, might save yours. This is the best in heart care. 352-735-1400 is the number. Call today. 352-735-1400. And if you like Doc on the House call, and I know you do, join him on his nationally syndicated radio program, Sunday afternoons at 2. We carry it proudly here on WFLA, Sundays at 2. Good day, health with Dr. Ken. So, we've given you our take on the Cohen hearings yesterday and what they were all about, and on the abrupt end of the summit as well. But we haven't heard from you yet, and as time permits, we'll open up the phone lines and the text line on both hot topics. 407-916-5400 on the phone. Text line, standard message and data rate supply. Uh, you can reach us at 23680. You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic a final time in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Final look at Central Florida headlines. For those of you just joining us, a man is facing charges after three pipe bombs were found in his car in Volusia County. Ormond Beach police arrested Daytona Beach resident 47-year-old Damon Gauze Jr. yesterday afternoon after a traffic stop along US-1. The county bomb squad was called in. All three pipe bombs were safely detonated. We have no word yet on why Gauze had those pipe bombs in the car. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Yeah, if you got any texters on the two big stories, the Cohen hearings, the end of the summit without a deal. Uh, yes, lots of people texting yesterday. One person really agrees with you, bud, says... Yes, I believe that the dog and pony show yesterday, the Cohen stuff, could have very well affected the outcome in the North Korea summit. Kim might have thought he had a weakened, distracted president. He could get any get him to do anything, and Trump wouldn't bite, you know, for lifting all the sanctions in exchange for really a minor denuclearization. Let's go to the phones. Mike, good morning from St. Cloud. Time is tight. What you got? Hey, bud, I see it as a game changer, but not in the way the media is spinning it. The moderates hate extremism, and they saw the congresswoman immediately see a black woman and point racist, 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 and it blows up in their face. Yeah, this is this Muslim congresswoman who's a radical leftist. Yeah. Cohen's been exposed. The left is imploding. It's like watching the Super Bowl and your team is down by four touchdowns with two minutes left. And you break your TV, and that's what you're <laughs> unless unless you're rooting for the New England Patriots, in which they come back and beat you in the final minute yes. in overtime. See Atlanta for notes. All right, right <laughs> Melissa? Heck yeah. <laughs> We're still living off Super Bowl 51 and 53. Wasn't bad either. Hey, listen, um, Yaffe, for the drive home, folks who can't get enough of the best in conservative talk radio, now have you every afternoon on PM Orlando. Yeah, we'll see if Trump makes any further comments today. He's on his way home. I, I, actually, I don't know. How long of a flight is that from from Vietnam to here? I don't well, know if I'll make long, it. I mean, I don't know. It's 24 hours or something. They have to stop a couple of times. I yeah, think. so he won't, he won't make it by tonight. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what the reaction is to the fact that Trump walked away. And any other breaking news, we'll cover it. From 5 to 6 p.m., Orlando yep. here, hosted by Yaffe. Alan McBride handles the news. Tom Benson produces the show. And it's a brand-new feature here for the ride home every afternoon, 5 to 6 p.m. Orlando. We wish Alan Spector well. Um, Melissa's done a great job on the news this morning. He's still fighting the bug. And uh, and we'll be out tomorrow as well. Yeah, we wish him well. He's going to be okay, but it's going to be a little while. Hang in there, buddy. Power Pack Show, thanks for input from 
all of you on the 50,000-watt front porch. Have a great day. See you in the morning. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.